0: Memorial. We will be adding an
1: additional name, Constable Rick O'Brien.
0: Remembering officers killed in the line of duty and the special significance this year. Just days after the death of a BC mount. Plus, gunfire ring out in a Richmond neighborhood.
2: Anytime you uh, hear of anything like this, this sort of event happening in your in your neighborhood, it's unnerving.
0: The overnight shooting that claimed a life, and what we're learning about the latest homicide investigation. And then, targeted not once, but twice. Why do you have so much hate? The smoke bomb blast unleashed inside a Maple Ridge tea shop, and the cleanup now underway.
3: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
0: Good evening, and thanks for joining us. A somber day on the lawn of the legislature in Victoria. Law enforcement officers paying tribute to their fallen colleagues. A ceremony taking on new meaning this year, coming just days after the death of an RCMP officer in Coquitlam in the line of duty. Kylie Stanton begins our coverage.
4: Beneath the sounds of the bagpipes and drums, there's this. Several hundred pairs of boots hitting the pavement. The officers keep time, trying to keep it together.
5: Today, as you know, is particularly difficult. Heartbreaking.
4: The annual memorial that honors the law enforcement officers who've made the ultimate sacrifice in B.C. comes just two days after Constable Rick O'Brien was fatally shot in Coquitlam while on duty.
2: It broke hearts. It really,
1: uh, I don't know if anguish is uh, strong enough. Well, you know, we are, we are upset that we'll have to add another name to the Bastion, a hero who's left behind a family, his friends, his colleagues, and uh, so today's a very tough day.
4: In fact, the past year has been tremendously difficult for policing in Canada, with 13 names being added to the honour roll, including Constable Shailen Yang who was fatally stabbed last October while attending a homeless encampment.
6: They are heroes whose memory will forever be honoured.
4: The job is challenging enough. The losses that continue to come with it, no doubt, taking
7: a toll. We're like a family. We're brothers and sisters. And when uh, we lose one of our members, it's like losing a member of a family.
1: To see so many officers
4: here today. The turnout here, a testament to that. And despite already knowing, at next year's memorial, another name will be read out.
3: Constable Rick O'Brien.
6: Murdered. Senselessly.
4: They keep marching on. (laughs) County Stanton, Global News, Victoria. The Maple Ridge RCMP
0: will set up a book of condolences for people who want to say goodbye to Constable Rick O'Brien. The memorial continues to grow at the detachment. RCMP say they have been overwhelmed by support and messages from the community since the officer was shot and killed Friday. Tonight, we're hearing from a friend who knew O'Brien from the time before he joined the RCMP. Grace Key has the story
8: teacher Steve Ball was one of the dozens of people who brought flowers to the Maple Ridge RCMP detachment over the weekend for fallen officer Rick O'Brien. Before becoming an officer, O'Brien was an education assistant. I met
9: Rick when he was uh, working as an EA in the Chilliwack School District and he came in to work with one of the particularly troubled children in my classroom and he, he saved me on a, a daily basis kept that little guy busy and uh, and so we we had a a really good time we had a good relationship we we, yeah lots of laughs and jokes in the classroom and Kind of both kept each other sane that year.
8: Constable O'Brien was shot and killed Friday morning while executing a warrant at a Coquitlam condominium related to a Maple Ridge drug investigation. Two other officers are recovering at home after one was shot. 25-year-old Nicholas Balmar has been charged with first-degree murder and attempted murder with a firearm. He was also shot. Steve says Constable O'Brien would visit his school to give kids a tour of the squad car. He was a kind caring, loving
9: guy who he took his work seriously and um, yeah, I think he was really in it for, for the public and, for the, and especially for the children and he was excited about just learning with the kids and teaching them things and, and showing them all the stuff that, that he could and uh, he's just a wonderful guy.
8: Constable O'Brien had only been with the RCMP for 7 years. He was a frontline officer who Steve says wanted to work once again with young people.
9: He had said that he although he loved the the way he was doing his job or the the you know, the position he was in, he really wanted to get into into the schools to be a liaison style officer and he was looking forward to pursuing that, and I was quite excited for him because he was very excited about it, and I think he would have made a wonderful liaison officer. I think he, he, he would have done a fantastic job.
8: I, I wish he had gotten that chance. I'll miss him forever. Grace Key, Global News.
0: The all-too-familiar sound of gunfire breaking the early morning silence in Richmond overnight. RCMP arrived to find an injured person whose life could not be saved. Kamal Karamali has been speaking with witnesses and has more on what we know.
10: A quiet Richmond neighbourhood erupting into chaos early Sunday morning just before 5 a.m.
0: But I've heard from other neighbours that they've heard... um, Other um, people crying out, no, no, no.
10: The sound of gunfire echoed throughout these streets filled with townhomes and apartment units near Number 3 Road and Granville Avenue.
2: I could probably say that it was four gunshots that I heard.
10: Ali Gokul and his family were woken up by the loud sounds.
2: Honestly, it sounded like someone just smashing against my my door. Someone was screaming on the road and... uh, screaming and kind of like in pain so and and kind of calling for help.
10: RCMP arrived to find the victim in medical distress. It was like moaning. I never really heard that kind of moaning before. They would die in the street, a black tarp covering their body. The Integrated Homicide Investigations Team, or hit, has been called in, no word yet on a suspect. Residents tell Global News that shortly after they heard the gunshots, they saw a person running away from the scene down the street and into this alley.
4: It's it scary
0: for young families to, to live here.
10: The coroner's service removing the body by late morning. There's no timeline yet on when the road will be reopened. Anyone with information is asked to call I hit Kamel Karamali, Global News.
0: Premier David Eby has announced he's leading a cabinet dele- delegation to Ottawa to meet with the prime minister and other federal officials. Let's bring in our Keith Baldry for some analysis. And Keith, this is a, a rather large delegation.
3: Uh, Yeah, as a matter of fact, I can't remember the last time a B.C. premier led such a big cabinet delegation to Ottawa. I I don't think Gordon Campbell led this number of of ministers or John Horgan certainly didn't during the pandemic, of course. I don't think Christy Clark did either. Here's the lineup of those who will be accompanying Premier EB to Ottawa. And these are basically economic portfolios. Ravi Kalon in housing, of course. Rob Fleming, the transportation minister. Lana Popham in tourism. Nikki Sharma, the lone non-economic portfolio, the attorney general. Brenda Bailey, who heads up the jobs and economic development. And Nathan Cullen, who's the water, land, and air, water, air, and land resources. Again, keep uh, meeting with the prime minister and key cabinet ministers to address a number of issues BC's got as a priority. So again, not totally unprecedented, but I can't remember the last time such a big delegation of ministers accompanied the BC premier back east.
0: And Keith, with that large delegation, what are some of their goals that they hope to achieve?
3: Money, that's what they're looking for, is money. So again, uh, keep in mind that those ministers there largely represent economic portfolios. The exception is Nikki Sharma, who will likely be talking about this ongoing issue of bail reform. Uh, there's a bill going in front of the Senate soon, so that's probably top of her agenda. But look for a lot of time to be spent uh, asking for infrastructure money, particularly in housing and transit. And the two ministers there in particular are key here, Housing Minister Ravi Kalan Transportation Minister Rob Fleming. Of course, Ottawa does fund transit And it does have a big pot of money for transit, but it's not earmarked to be spent for a couple of years. And B.C. wants to fast-track that spending to get some of the transit built quicker than that. Also, housing is tied to the large immigration numbers courtesy of Ottawa. B.C. and other provinces making the argument, if you're going to allow so many more people to come into our province, we've got to build some housing, and we need your help to do it. Of course, they're hoping that these requests for getting more funding comes at a time when the federal liberal government is very low in the polls right now. The next election is still a ways away. But but better way to get more favor with the voters than to start spending money sooner than later on such usually voter popular decisions and projects such as infrastructure spending.
0: We desperately need that money. Uh, So let's hope they get it. Thanks, Keith. That's Keith Baldry reporting in Victoria. Well, the weather is starting to shift today with several weather statements and warnings in effect for B.C. and the South Coast. Let's bring in our meteorologist Yvonne Schell for more on this. And Yvonne, you can see that weather just turning today. Yeah,
11: swath of moisture right now. The rain already starting to pick up and it is only going to intensify, especially as we get in towards the evening. And with this significant fall storm, the big weather storm will actually be the winds that are going to pick up overnight and then continuing through the day. But there is a swath of moisture that's just starting to pick up. Keep that in mind for heading out to work and school tomorrow it is going to be a soggy one, and this is the system that is taking aim for all areas along the south coast, and that's we will see some of the strongest winds. It even extends though in towards Haida Gwaii, the wind warning for all areas in purple, but some of the strongest winds will be actually along the northern tip of Vancouver Island, up to 120 kilometers per hour. Those will be gusts. Areas along the eastern edge and extending near Victoria also see gusts of up to 90 kilometers per hour. Rainfall warning in effect, that's for how sound by tomorrow we could see up to 65 millimeters, and a a A special weather statement has also been issued for Metro Vancouver with the winds picking up tomorrow morning and continuing in towards the evening. Southeasterly, where we could see gusts of up to 70 kilometers per hour. Now, the big concern with the significant fall storm, we are going to see strong winds, those gusts, especially for Metro Vancouver, but we could see falling tree branches and the potentials there to see local power outages. In addition, we do have the risk of thunderstorms for tomorrow. I'll have more coming up very shortly. Krista. Sounds
0: like an active week ahead. Thanks, Yvonne. Well, coming up, smoke bomb blast. I saw that plume of smoke. I just heard it sobbing. The Maple Ridge tea shop targeted by Vandos. The dramatic video and how the community is rallying around the shop owner. Plus,
1: when we're still seeing closures, uh, we need to do better.
0: Doctor shortage, the added pressures on BC communities as more ER rooms are temporarily closed. The owners of a beloved tea shop in Maple Ridge are wondering why their business has been attacked twice in the past few months. As Travis Prasad reports, this week someone smashed a window and set off smoke bombs.
3: We'll probably be closed for about a month.
12: Step inside once upon a tea leaf and you'll sniff out the reason for the store's closing.
3: You immediately feel... The smoke hit your nose and your lungs and that stinky smell.
12: On September 21st, around 2.30 in the morning, this unidentified person broke the store's window and threw two objects inside. They appear to be smoke bombs. Security footage shows the tea shop steeped in a thick orange haze.
3: I saw that plume of smoke. And it was so bright and so orange that I actually didn't know if maybe it was completely burnt to the ground. I had no idea what I was about to walk into.
12: The inviting aroma of tea now overpowered by a chemical odour. And every product and surface is stained orange.
7: We've taken just like basic cleaner to try and scrub it and it doesn't come off.
12: The store was also targeted in June when someone broke the window and dispensed bear spray inside. Both times nothing was stolen and no other downtown shops were hit.
3: I can't imagine that anyone would have a motive. You know, we work really hard to be community leaders, champions for nonprofits, for school fundraisers. Like we do the work. We we try and be a really good neighbor and a really good community member.
12: Taryn Stevenson says over one hundred thousand dollars worth of products are ruined. The sixteen-year-old business is insured, but will need to close for at least a month.
3: I don't know how. We pay rent when we can't generate revenue, Um, and I don't know how I order stock to replace this while I wait for insurance to figure things out, and that part's that part's scary.
12: An online fundraiser has been launched to help cover expenses, and the community is letting the owners know they're not alone.
7: sad. yeah, and this is such a. Nice street too:
12: right? While the RCMP investigates, Stevenson has this to say to whoever's behind the damage.:
0: Why do you have so much hate? What did we do?:
12: Travis Prasad, Global News.
0: Interior Health says ongoing staffing challenges are forcing temporary closures at some emergency rooms in the region. The closures having a direct impact on ambulance services in nearby communities as paramedics scramble to get patients to the nearest available ER. Jaden Wozni reports.
1: Everybody's trying to do their best, but uh, when we're
13: still seeing closures, uh, we need to do better.
2: The ER closures continue to pile on in the Interior Health region. The latest shutdown happening on Saturday night from 6pm until 8am at the South Okanagan General Hospital in Oliver. In a news release, Interior Health says the 8th closure this month at that hospital is due to limited physician availability. When an ER closes temporarily, patients are advised to access care at the next closest hospital. In Oliver, patients have been directed to Penticton Regional Hospital, a nearly 40-minute drive one way, putting stress on paramedics who were forced to leave their own community. It
1: definitely put pressure on the system.
2: There's no question the uh, impacts of uh, closures
1: uh, directly relates to uh, our resources and our capacity, but also, you know, ultimately patient care.
2: And that stress that paramedics face as they rush to try to get their patients to the nearest ER can actually have a direct impact on their mental health.
1: There's no doubt that doing this work and those situations you described when you're with a, a serious patient or somebody that requires a advanced, higher-level care, you're spending more time with them and, uh, you know, you're doing the best of your skills. But you need to be in a hospital and seen by a physician. And that's our job. So that adds another psychological mental
2: health component Georgia Clement, a resident of Merritt, has helped organize several rallies this year in her community to try and bring some awareness to the closures. She says if something doesn't change, it could put people's lives at risk.
9: You know, someone here logging can have an accident 45 kilometers out of town. By the time they get to town, if the ER is closed, it's another hour at least sometimes if the road is open to the next facility. It's just it's just not fair.
2: If the ER shutdowns in Merritt continue, Clement says rallies will be held two days after every closure.
9: We intend to ramp up the protests and to include civil disobedience if necessary, if this government doesn't do what it's supposed to do and offer the health care that British Columbians need in rural communities in this province.
2: ER closures aren't just happening in the interior health zone, it's becoming an issue in rural communities across the province. Jaden Wozni, Global News.
0: Still to come, strained international relations. The fallout continues between Canada and India after bombshell allegations over the killing of a Sikh leader on Canadian soil. Plus, the big Hollywood studios putting their best and final deal forward. Will it be enough to finally end the writer's strike? Murder of a prominent Sikh Canadian in Surrey continues to send shockwaves through international relations. Hardeep's signature was shot in June outside the Guru Nanak Gurdwara in Surrey. Justin Trudeau has accused Indian agents of carrying out the attack, sparking an escalating diplomatic row between the two countries. A former aide to the federal liberal government says it's clear to him that Canadian-Indian relations rather were going in the wrong direction when he joined the foreign minister's office in 2017.
12: Over the last few days, I've heard what this implies, this issue, this crisis, this assassination implies for India. I've heard what it implies for Modi, for Trudeau, for the Sikh community, for the Indian community. No one's talking about the country. How did our country get to this point where our soil is being used for assassination? We've almost ruptured relations with the biggest power in the world. We're on the way to having a split in the Western alliance. Things are certainly awkward between us and our allies.
0: Former BC Premier and Federal Cabinet Minister Ujjal Sange expressing his agreement this morning, posting, this is right on the mark. There has been meaningful progress in negotiations between the union representing Hollywood writers and big studio bosses, and according to experts, a deal could be reached very soon. As Brittany Rosen tells us, that doesn't automatically mean film production will resume it's been 146 days since hollywood film writers have been on the
7: picket lines but that could soon change with a deal reportedly on the horizon
12: there's
6: optimism there's hope but nothing's real until the ink's dry on the contracts
7: A positive signal towards the end of a months-long dispute, the major film and television studios delivered their best and final offer to writers Saturday evening. And both sides met again Sunday, the eve of Jewish holiday Yom Kippur.
1: There seems to have been an informal deadline of wanting to uh, get a deal done if possible before Yom Kippur
7: it comes as the strike inches closer to surpassing the longest work stoppage in union history at 154 days writers and say after actors who joined the strike in mid-july have been fighting for a number of overlapping demands including higher wages and worker protections including the use of artificial intelligence
13: we're willing to go as long as we need to to get this done
7: once a deal is reached it needs to be ratified which experts say could take two to three weeks. While writers would pick off where they left off, it doesn't mean filming will be taken off pause. We can't make anything without actors, so nothing is going to be resolved until the actors get a deal. With each day that passes, more money and jobs are being lost. Experts say the economic impact of writers and actor strikes have surpassed a staggering $5 billion. It's had a ripple effect for the Canadian economy and is being increasingly felt among numerous industries.
1: Even when things end, they're going to find that it's very difficult to crawl out from under the mess
2: that's been made over the last couple of months.
7: And ramping up production during a forecasted recession, Lander says, will only add to those challenges. Brittany Rosen, Global News, Washington.
0: A capsule carrying NASA's first asteroid sample could bring us one step closer to solving mysteries about how planets were formed billions of years ago. Eric Sorensen reports.
5: Nice
10: close-up view. You
5: can see the parachute disc There it is. For the first time since 2016, the little capsule from OSIRIS-REx is back on Earth. Lockheed Martin Safety is performing hazardous environment assessments. The charred 50-kilogram space pod arrived with cargo that is little more than dust and grit. But for scientists, it is 250 grams of wonder and knowledge.
1: And liftoff of
5: OSIRIS-REx. It was an outrageous mission to send a spacecraft to an asteroid millions of kilometers away. It took OSIRIS-REx two years to get to Tiny Banu and another two years to study the rocky surface to find a place to touch down. And when the moment came, a long arm plunged into the gravelly surface, gathered about half a pound of material, and sealed it in the capsule.
10: Sample collection is complete, and the backaway burn has executed.
5: Two years after leaving Banu and with a two billion kilometer journey home, success was always going to come down to the final few hours and minutes. OSIRIS-REx jettisoned the sample return capsule, fired thrusters to veer away from colliding with Earth, and the capsule then plunged into the atmosphere. At a precise angle, so as not to burn up, the tiny capsule finally floated by parachute into the Utah desert, the precious cargo intact. Because the Earth remakes itself over eons, there are no original rocks here. The carbon samples from Bennu, pristine and four billion years old, could tell us about our own origins.
4: These are all the building blocks for life. And so maybe you can learn a little bit about you know how what was happening in the solar system at that time. How did our planet form?
5: The Canadian Space Agency contributed laser navigation to OSIRIS-REx, and for that, the CSA will receive a few grams of Bennu dust to study. The first job is to ensure the Earth's environment doesn't pollute the asteroid dust. It's very challenging with some of our analyses to protect the sample at, at the level that we would store it long term. As for OSIRIS-REx, it missed hitting Earth and will now circle the sun for a few years before chasing down another asteroid that's expected to fly very close to Earth in 2029. Eric Sorensen, Global News, Toronto.
0: Just ahead, no cars allowed. The last car-free day of the season as celebrations take over the West End. A bear in Langley had heads turning today. The bear was spotted doing some window shopping along Fraser Highway across from Willowbrook Mall around 10.15 this morning, running between a paint store and Big Gary's Vacuums. Police vehicles closed off a portion of the road and followed the bear. We have reached out to Langley RCMP to see what became of that animal. (laughs) And maybe he was doing some window shopping, I presume, looking for some rain boots and an umbrella, perhaps, Yvonne, as we see that weather start to shift, uh, Being in meteorologist Yvonne (laughs) Shell now. Uh, Likely lots of rain ahead.
11: Yeah, he needs
0: to look for some of those things, right? Like He needs to dig it up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
11: All right, if you haven't done so already, look for that umbrella. But it may be very windy tomorrow, but you'll need your rain boots as well uh, for heading out to work and school. This is what we're anticipating. We've already got a wave of rain that's moved in along the south coast. This is the swath of moisture right along the lower mainland. We're seeing it across the island, and we're also going to see very windy conditions. That'll be the big weather story as we're following following this system that is targeting the south coast. We have seen wind gusts already. Some of the peaks through the day today, even out of the airport, up to 52 kilometers per hour, to up to 37, Campbell River up to 56. And here's a look at our current winds and what we're anticipating. We are still seeing some of those gusts out of the airport at 30 kilometers per hour. But the big weather story through the day for the lower mainland and much of the metro Vancouver will actually see some of those gusts closer to the water, up to 70 kilometers per hour. Futurecast, as we put it into play, this is what we're looking for. These are the isobar showing us those very windy conditions. When the system takes aim along the south coast, we'll be watching it for both tomorrow and leading in towards our Tuesday as well. And then a bit of a brief break will be on our Wednesday between systems. Now, the following areas that are in purple, that's where we have the wind warnings. We've been seeing it as far as Haida Gwaii. to outlines that some of the strongest winds will be along the northern tip of Vancouver Island with gusts of up to 120 kilometres per hour. Rainfall amounts for Howe Sound underneath a rainfall warning, up to 65 millimetres by tomorrow. Wanted to show once again the potential for areas in Metro Vancouver. We could see gusts of up to 70 kilometres per hour. Falling tree branches and local power outages will be the big concern, and this will continue all the way towards tomorrow night. We are going to see rainfall amounts along the western edge of the island with higher amounts as well, upwards of 50 millimetres. but The bulk of it will be near Howe Sound, and that will fall through the day and then Continuing in towards the evening. Now, along the north coast, we have that instability, the risk of thunderstorms. We still have a smoky skies bulletin for the northeastern corners of the province. Fort Nelson will still see some local smoke across the region. Lighter precipitation will be for the southern interior, but I anticipate that some of the winds will pick up through the day tomorrow, gusts of up to 40 kilometers per hour. Now, it is going to be very active along the south coast. We're also going to add into the mixed, a big mixed bag, risk of thunderstorms for the potential all along the south coast, extending in towards the lower mainland we could see some lightning but the winds will be picking up through the day tomorrow gusts of up to 70 wet and windy into tuesday but it should taper off to showers anticipating a brief break even some sunshine on wednesday between system and then we've got that rainfall once again on our thursday krista bit
0: of a mixed bag thanks yvonne well Vancouverites marking the last official car free day of the season Entertainment on the agenda on Denman Street this afternoon. It's the third and last car-free day in September, with hundreds of people taking the opportunity to stroll the West End Strip, sampling food and goods from local vendors. So I'm glad they got out before the rain came. Good timing. (laughs) And no one brought us back any goodies. Yeah.
1: Maybe they should have been selling kites.
0: (laughs) It'd be a great day to
1: fly a kite. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Maybe take you out to... From here to Kamloops, maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe, maybe. How is it? Uh, what do we got in sports?
1: Oh, so we got lots going on in sports. The Canucks uh, playing their first preseason game. They're on the ice right now against the Flames. So we'll show you some highlights of uh, that. Seahawks playing uh, their third game of the season today against Carolina Panthers. So highlights of that coming up. And then the Labor Cup wrapping up. Vaughn, you were there last night. Oh, it's night. such
11: a great, fee- great just, atmosphere. Great there.
1: atmosphere. Great yeah. atmosphere. I
0: mean, Krista was I next went, door yeah. at okay. a play I was just going to add. Okay. So we were next door. But the Labor Cup was also I really see, nice. I did see uh, a match So it was great. Lots yeah. of
1: action in this town these days. So
0: Lots to do. We'll dude. show
1: you that, too. It's pretty good news for the team world, and, and uh, that was the kind of the home team was yeah. team world yeah. against Europe. So we'll have that, too. Cheering
0: we'll for the red. Yes. Easy to spot because they were wearing red. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Very Sounds great. We'll look forward to that. Well, still ahead, celebrating B.C. Rivers, the threats to our streams and waterways and the role everyday citizens play in green conservation dramatic rescue for a man and his best friend in Washington State, not far from the Canada-U.S. border Saturday. A U.S. Coast Guard chopper from Port Angeles was dispatched to assist those on board a 35-foot sailboat that had run aground in Samish Bay, just south of Bellingham. The lone person on board and a dog were hoisted to the helicopter and transported to Bellingham Airport. Today is World Rivers Day, and to celebrate, the city of North Vancouver held an interactive and educational event at Lower Haywood Park. Based on the types of insects that I find here, they'll
4: tell me something about how the stream's doing.
0: With support from the North Shore Stream Keepers, attendees were busy pulling evasive species rather invasive species like ivy and blackberry bushes. Meanwhile, many booths were aimed at educating children on how they can support their local environment.
4: Helping kids understand um, that substances like paint and, and, and solvents and laundry soap and car wash uh, fluids, those are all toxic to
0: stream life. There was also a painting station where kids got to decorate bird and bat houses. El Nino conditions are expected to continue through the winter on the coast. It's a naturally occurring climate cycle associated with warmer than average temperatures. Normally, it would be manageable, except the delicate balance is being upset by climate change. Kamiya Razavi reports.
1: El Niño phenomenon. El Niño.
6: El Niño. El Niño. We've been hearing about it a lot in recent months. of Record heat. As temperatures around the planet reach dangerous highs, and the world enters uncharted territory from the impacts of global warming. So what is El Niño? And why are climate experts so worried that it's about to make things even hotter? The phenomenon was first noticed by Peruvian fishermen in the 1600s. They recorded periods of warming around Christmas and nicknamed the pattern El Nino, or the Christ Child. Today, you can see that warmth building off the coast of South America.
4: So it looks like this tongue of much warmer than normal temperatures stretching right across the equator towards Asia.
6: El Nino happens when winds that blow across the central Pacific Ocean from east to west, that's from South America towards Southeast Asia, diminish or even get reversed. This pushes the warmer waters back towards South America, where they accumulate off the coast of Peru and Ecuador, pushing colder water further into the depths of the ocean and leading to an overall pattern of warming as a result.
4: So it tends to make the global air temperature, which is measured near the surface, spike. So we're pretty concerned that this year uh, we may see a new record global temperature
6: El Niño affects weather patterns all over the northern hemisphere, and especially in the winter. In Canada, the effects of El Niño are felt especially on the west coast, with stormier, warmer winters. Scientists fear the impacts of this El Niño could be supercharged. That's because all the carbon dioxide humans have emitted into the atmosphere by burning fossil fuels has already made the world a much warmer place overall. Add the El Niño effect to that, And it's like turning on a planetary heater during a heat wave.
1: In terms of the global record air temperature or sea surface temperatures, you can expect that there'll be records um, next year. We're really kind of rolling the dice in the directions uh, of uh, of more severe impacts from from global warming.
6: So buckle up, experts warn, because this could just be the start of the really dangerous consequences and impacts of climate change. Kamiar Razavi, Global News.
0: Coming up, Canucks take to the ice for their first preseason game. Plus, the Labor Cup wraps up today in Vancouver. Barry DeLay has your sports next.
11: Come out to one of the largest home shows in Vancouver. Get real home advice from trusted local experts at the Vancouver Fall Home Show. From kitchen and baths to flooring and more, see the latest trends and get expert advice from September 28th to October 1st. The Canadian Cancer Society CIBC Run for the Cure is back on Sunday, October 1st. Sign up now to support all Canadians impacted by breast cancer at CIBCRunForTheCure.com. For Our BC, I'm Yvonne Schell.
1: In partnership with Destination BC, Tofino, Ucluelet, and Port Alberni are ready to welcome you to- this fall, After all, there's no better way to help BC than by exploring BC.
0: Barry DeLay is in now with sports. Barry, uh, the Canucks preseason, it is that time of year.
1: Yes, right. They're just starting off in Calgary. I have to warn Canuck fans, do not panic <laughs> about preseason results. The players might be wearing Vancouver Canuck jerseys, but the team playing tonight's kind of the <laughs> Abbotsford Canucks, so keep that in mind as I show you these low lights from Calgary. (laughs) Thanks, Krista. Training camp is now done, and the Canucks are right into their six-game preseason schedule tonight in Calgary. Rick Tockett feels that his veteran guys will play three to four tune-up games each, not many of them playing tonight. He wants to see examples of guys picking up on those details that he has been preaching at the end of last season and through training camp. Canucks looking at a lot of prospects tonight. All the big guys staying home. And the Flames, well, they kind of jumped all over the Canucks. They had an early one, then add another. Matt Coronado roofs the rebound just as a power play ends. Arthur Silovs got the starting goal for the Canucks. Was great at the Worlds last year for Latvia, but uh, couldn't play that well tonight. It was uh, pretty much one-way traffic. Jonathan Huberto, pretty goal on the power play. Pull and drag Rister to make it 3 nothing. and then Nazem Kadri's slick move goes to the backhand short side. 4 nothing. flames after one. This group of Canucks uh, a little overwhelmed. Second period, Canucks do get a chance. Nils Oman with the quick shot. Gloved, by Jacob Markstrom, but the Canucks really did not threaten to score a goal so far, at least Flames two on one, Kadri to Huberto for his second of the night, and the Flames are piling on seven nothing right now, late second, but it is exhibition. This means nothing. Thank goodness. Uh, One player who has really benefited from Rick Tockett coming on board is veteran winger Phil uh, Phil DiGiuseppe. He didn't get a sniff with the Canucks under Travis Green or Bruce Boudreau, spending his first year and a half in the organization in Abbotsford. But now he's seen as a welcome contributor under Tockett. That's a good one. DiGiuseppe in with drives. Two on one. Phil DiGiuseppe shoots. Scores. First goal in 710 days in the NHL. When Phil DiGiuseppe finally got his chance with the Canucks last season, he made the most of it. Six goals, 12 points, and 30 games playing all over the lineup, including some time with the top offensive players.
13: When I was playing with Millsy and Besser, I knew how to complement them well. Uh, hunting down pucks, playing sound defensively, um, being reliable with the puck, hanging on to the puck. So um, I think I complemented them well.
1: And he's got the confidence of his coach. Rick Tockett loves how dependable DiGiuseppe is in all zones. For a team that's lacked a lot of structure, Tockett embraces a guy who he trusts will do the right thing.
11: You guys know how much I like him. I think he's a he's a system guy. You know, you tell him to do something, he does it. He's a guy you can bounce around. You know, sometimes you can throw him up top, throw him on the bottom. He's a PK guy. And uh, he's low maintenance. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of him.
1: DiGiuseppe's also been patient. When he signed with the Canucks two years ago, he had 200 NHL games experience, mostly with the Hurricanes and Rangers. But he spent his first season and a half solely in the minors in Abbotsford. But he kept a very positive attitude while down there.
13: The one thing you realize as you get older is, you know, we play a game for a living, and um, wherever you are, it's, it's a blessing just to be playing the game and making money doing it. So... Uh, for me, it was you know being the best guy I could be, being the best teammate and best hockey player I could become um, before it's all over. So that's kind of what drives me in.
1: Now he plans on staying up in the NHL for good, knowing he's got to prove he belongs every day.
13: You know, it's a good thing to have pressure if there's no expectations or no desire for anything like what he plan for. So I think pressure's good. It's just a matter of time when um, things sort itself out.
1: All right nfl today pete Carroll and the seahawks home to the carolina panthers defensive battle most of the first half until panthers veteran qb andy dalton hits dj chark breaks a tackle takes it in 47 yard touchdown 13 12 carolina at the half seahawks had all field goals but uh, seattle finally gets in the end zone in the third quarter kenneth walker bowls his way in from two yards out and the seahawks lead 22 to 13 and They really pounded the ground game at the Panthers. Zach Charbonnet, tough running up the middle and seemed to soften that Panther defense, which uh, didn't give up any touchdowns in the first half, but Seattle got to them in the second half. Walker skips in for the TD, he had 97 rush yards, Seattle 151 on the ground. Geno Smith had one TD pass, finds the rookie Jake Bobo, who does a great job to get both feet down. Seahawks run away with it, 37-27 the final, so Seattle improving to two and one this season. Meanwhile, in Miami, the Dolphins offense had a record setting day. They scored at will against the hapless Denver Broncos Tua Tungavaloa with a 54 yard TV strike to Tyreek Hill inside two minutes. Tua was 23 of 26. 309 yards and four touchdowns and he didn't play the entire game. The Dolphins also ran for a ridiculous 350 yards on the ground. Raheem Mostert with a 20 yard TD run there. He had four touchdowns on the day as did teammate Devon Ashain. Miami with a team record 10 touchdowns, 726 yards offense, 70-20. Is the final. Whitecaps in Salt Lake City last night, a great start for Vanny's team as they play game six of their seven-game road trip. Brian Gall with the corner, finds his good buddy Brian White, who scores another header goal. That's his 12th MLS goal of the season. A career high for him, it's 1-0 at the half, but RSL got two in the second half. Justin Glad, it's not a header, it's a fasher off his face. No pain, no gain. 2-1 Whitecaps now trail. They had a lot of glorious chances to tie. It, but couldn't beat Zach McMath who robs White. Somehow that ball stays out. The Whitecaps lose for the second time this week 2-1 to one, and they slip to 6th place
3: in the Western Conference. At the end you can play better than the other team like we did but you lose and uh, that's uh, it's a pretty bitter lesson but it's a lesson because if we want to go to the playoff, if we want to win games in the playoff, yeah the playoffs are going to be fine margin games and we need to win we need to we need to be better when you have three chances in front of the goal and you don't score in front of the goal guys in front of the goal like.
1: we know it was in front of the goal uh, oh we were gonna do oh, this is uh, f1 Japanese Grand Prix Max Verstappen on the pole yet again and didn't have any problems as usual. He didn't win last week, but he won this week another dominant day as he held off uh, McLaren's Lando Norris, and uh, never looked back. He's uh, won the race by 19 seconds, so back-to-back Constructors' Championships for Red Bull is just a matter of time before Verstappen clinches the title. All right, Labor Cup final day at Rogers Arena. There's Rod Laver on the right, sitting next to another legend, Roger Federer. All Team World this week, and they clinched the cup in doubles as Americans Ben Shelton and Francis Tiafo beat Hubert Hurkacz and Andre Rublev to make it official. It's the second straight year Team World has beaten Team Europe. Next year's event is in Berlin. And uh, back to the NFL, that's Taylor Swift at the Kansas City Chiefs game. Why, you ask? Well, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey invited her, and she accepted. Kelsey catches the touchdown pass in the second half, and uh, Swift is very excited about the touchdown. Doesn't she write songs about her boyfriends all the time? After they break up, so hopefully that doesn't happen. The Chiefs won 41-10, to and the Blue Jays won, and the Mariners lost. So it really looks good for the Blue Jays as uh, they head into the final week of the regular season. Good
0: for that Canadian team, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you're jinxing this newly...
1: All of Taylor Swift's uh, relationships are jinxed, so it's not my fault. (laughs)
0: He said it right. All right, thanks so much, Barry. Well, still ahead, we get introduced to a Turkish man's secret recipe for a successful family business. Stay with us.
1: Wake up to a new day and a new face on global news. Jason Pyrrhus joins BC's number one morning news team. For BC's best coverage of news, weather, and traffic, watch Global News Morning. We are BC's News. This is BC is brought to you by Johnston Meyer Insurance Agencies Group. 50 years of trust in your community.
0: A Turkish man's vision to open a cafe and honour his father has turned into a successful family business in downtown Vancouver. Jay Durant has a story on This is BC.
5: When Dennis Dalyanje decided to open a cafe, he called in the
12: two most talented people he knows. I combined my mom's cooking skills with my dad's artwork and put the two together.
5: Prize paintings in the front... Afraid of culinary in the back.
9: How old were you
13: when you learned to the cook? For a long time, 45, 50 years.
5: Job offers that both Engid and Hutti could not refuse. She loved it. She was like, yes, that's, that's what she wanted to do anyway as well. I made, but
9: you work. That's the, that's the thing.
5: Fair deal. Fair deal. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Long before he became a cafe owner, Dennis's dad tried to teach him art when he was a kid, but he didn't get very far. He he makes something, but
12: it just stopped there.
5: It's not work. <laughs> it's not work. Engin had built a successful career selling all kinds of creations in his own shops and galleries. Many things, you know, glass plate, table top. These portraits have special meaning. All the people he's been close with in his life.
9: This is my grandfather and my grandmother's painting. This is uh, my, my mother's uh, portrait. Who's this?
5: <laughs> Ancient times is my girlfriend, yes. <laughs> New customers aren't entirely sure what to make of this place when they first walk through the door. The first question is, what is this? For Dennis,
12: it's home. Growing up, I always watched him as a kid painting for hours, for days. At the moment, I wanted to surround myself with his artwork and still feel like a kid once again.
5: What did your mom say?
12: She always told me, Dennis, do what you love doing. Um, You know, I love pastries, I love coffee, so let's open up a place. And this is
5: what it is. Jay Durant, Global News.
0: Looks great. If you know someone who has a great story to tell, email your ideas to j at thisisbc at globalnews.ca. And Yvonne, I think we were saying that you should get your picture of your artwork <laughs> up on the wall. <laughs> They're chirping me because I'm like of no, like I could,
11: I can't draw. I think you, me I think. Neither. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. One stage above stick man. That's
11: yeah. stick same, to our lanes. the same yeah. 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 Stick to our lanes. Right. <laughs> active weather week ahead. Yeah, this is something I can speak to though. Uh, <laughs> a heads up. We've got that active weather. It's going to be very wet and windy. We've got that special weather statement. Some of those gusts closer to the water could get up to 70 kilometers per hour and to add to this mixed bag, we've also got the risk of thunderstorms. So heads up for tomorrow, and be prepared when you're heading out for
0: work in school. Yeah, don't say she didn't warn you. <laughs> it's a
1: dark and stormy night, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, okay, exactly. good night for lovely. The story. Just
0: lovely. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Have a good night. <laughs>